أشهد أن لا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا ونبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا من بين يديه الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فلا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أما بعد عباد الله قال تعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد عوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقل رب زدني علما وقال, وقال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعي إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين ولا تستوي الحسنة ولا السيئة ادفع بالتي هي أحسن فإذا الذي بينك وبينه عداوة كأنه ولي حميم وما يلقاها إلا الذين صبروا وما يلقاها إلا ذو حظ عظيم Brothers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran That, O oh Allah, increase me in knowledge And this is for people 
who are striving towards it, people who want to seek knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala imposes an obligation for us to seek knowledge. And if you don't know, ask the people of knowledge. Gain it, seek it. Allah in the Quran says that he tells you stories in the beginning of Surah Yusuf so that you might know what came before you because before you are from the ghafilin, those who are unaware of what came before and if you don't know what came before, you cannot determine how to move forward. The reason why I start with this, Ya Ibadallah, is because it is clear that as the monopoly on the narrative is broken by the Zionists, there is a pushback that seems to accuse Muslims and Islam of anti-Semitism, and it seems to be gathering some sort of pace in recent times. And the ones who call Islam or Muslims anti-Semitics are those who do not know history. So give me some of your time, Ya Ibadallah, to go through some very brief points of history that demonstrate beyond doubt that the sanctuary for the Jewish and Ahl al-Kitab was always Islam and not the other way. Ibadallah, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam entered Medina and when he entered Medina he established what was called the covenant of Medina in which he said to the Jewish population very bluntly and put it on a piece of paper he said to them that whoever oppresses you we will stand with you against them whoever goes against your rights we will stand with you to restore them and we expect vice versa and they agreed and they lived together with their army the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu did not come to subjugate them but rather establish a system of a haven and sanctuary and it is for this reason that when Umar ibn al-Khattab entered Jerusalem he followed the example of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam based on the ayah that there is an example for you in the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam before Umar ibn al-Khattab entered Jerusalem the Jews had been kicked out by the Romans the Romans had persecuted them the Romans had slaughtered many of them the Romans had driven many of them from their homes the Romans had done to them abuse after abuse but when Umar al-Khattab entered Jerusalem one of the first things that he does is he guarantees haven for the Jews and lets them return to Jerusalem because he is aware that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam did not come with a vendetta for the Jews but came as a mercy to all of mankind to afford them their rights and an environment through which they might hear the da'wah and if they choose not to listen to it their rights are still preserved this is Islam this is what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam preached this is what Umar ibn Khattab upheld but when the Crusaders came into Jerusalem years later the Crusaders the anti-semitics the Crusaders they came into Jerusalem and massacred 70,000 Muslims and Jews. They entered Jerusalem and massacred without mercy. When Salah al-Din Ayyubi re-entered Jerusalem later, Salah al-Din Ayyubi was inspired by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, inspired by Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala an. So when Salah al-Din Ayyubi entered Jerusalem, one of the first things that he does is he re-establishes the rights of the Jews. He removes the laws of abuse imposed by the anti-Semitic crusaders and he provides for them a haven and an environment of sanctuary whereby they return to Jerusalem and when they are stunned and shocked at Salah 
Salah al-Din. And they say to him, Ya Salah al-Din Ayyubi, when the Crusaders came, they massacred 70,000 here. Why aren't you doing the same? And he replies, they are not my teachers. In Europe, one of objectively the greatest examples touted by non-Muslims of coexistence between the religions is Andalusia of Europe. Andalusia ruled by the descendants of the Umayyads, by Abdurrahman I and beyond. Established Andalusia that produced the likes of Cordoba and these others which became golden age cities, lights of learning. The Jews and the Christians found haven in Andalusia under the Muslim rule. When Isabella of Spain took advantage of the Muslims falling out between themselves, Isabella marched with her army and she began what was called the Spanish Inquisition in the name of Christianity. She entered Andalusia and she kicked out Muslims and Jews. Once again, Europe, in the same way that the Romans had kicked out the Jews of Jerusalem, in the same way the Crusaders came again, kicked out the Jews from Jerusalem, here was Isabella of Spain coming and driving out the Jews once more. The Jews, when they had nowhere to go, when Isabella was bearing down on them and massacring them, the Jews on the shores, they found ships ready to receive them. The ships were sent by Sultan Suleiman of the Ottomans. Sultan Suleiman was inspired by the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to rescue and give haven to the Jews. He was inspired by Umar ibn Khattab to, to rescue and give haven to the Jews. He was inspired by Salahuddin al-Ayyubi to rescue and give haven to the Jews. And Sultan Suleiman sent those ships to receive the Jews. And they came, they lived with the Ottomans. And in the words of the Israeli historian at Cambridge University, Avi Shleim, he says that our history with the Muslims is one of peaceful coexistence. It cannot be said that we suffered anti-Semitism under the Muslims, the anti-Semitism always came from Europe. Ibadallah, know your history. Europe, came up with one of the worst forms of torture that in the Muslim history we have no equivalent. Europe loaded up Jews in gas chambers and gassed them to death while partying outside of those gas chambers. They killed six million Jews, something that Muslim history has no equivalent by any stretch of the imagination. But the Jews who know their history, because Jews are different from Zionists, the Jews who know their history, the ones you see doing the sit-in in the Congress in favor of Palestine, the ones you see join you on your protest, the ones who are loudest in defending Palestine, the ones who come out and defend the rights of the Palestinians, those Jews who know their history, they knew where to go to find sanctuary after Europe brutalized them again in the Warsaw Pogrom in Poland and in the Holocaust committed by the anti-Semitic Europeans. They knew where to go for sanctuary because in their history they knew that there is a place, there are a people on this earth that every single time we fled to them, they gave us sanctuary. Every single time we fled to them, they gave us haven. Every single time we fled to them, they gave us our rights. Every single time we fled to them, they gave us our justice. Every single time we fled to them we lived with them peacefully every single time we fled to them we thrived as a community every single time we fled to them they would always welcome us with open arms because their prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam came as a messenger from the lord
Lord upon high and said, Be just. That they are a people who are taught that even if you dislike somebody, be just in your dealings with them, for Allah loves the justice. They are a people who are taught that justice is the foundation of all dominion. They are people who tell stories that Ali bin Abi Talib anhu in a court case against a Jew when the judge referred to Ali bin Abi Talib as Abel Hassan gave him kunya to elevate him Ali bin Abi Talib became angry and the judge said to him Ya Ali why are you angry and Ali bin Abi Talib said you called me by kunya to elevate me but called my opponent by his ordinary name this is not justice either call us both by kunya or both by our ordinary names the Jews who knew their history they knew where to go after anti-Semitic Europe for the fifth time in history commits a horrible, horrible atrocity against them. Where did they come, Ya Ibadallah? They came in the boats to Palestine and they unfurled the banners. Ya Ibadallah, O Muslimin, please don't do to us what the Europeans did to us. Ibadallah, Avi Shalem, the Israeli historian, says that the only, there, there is no real problem between the Muslims and the Jews and there never has been. The problem is between Zionism and justice. The problem is between Zionism, which wrongfully took land that belongs to another people and seized it for themselves. Ibadallah, now there is a campaign going insisting that Muslims have always been anti-Semitic. But yeah, Ibadallah, how many of you know this history of yours, this glorious, proud history inspired by our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Ibadallah, they are coming out and saying that this is a vendetta between the Muslims and the Jews. But every time the Jews came to the Muslim lands, when was there, was there ever a vendetta between the Muslims and the Jews? Know your history, ya Ibadallah. Ibadallah, know that when the Zionists come out with these assertions, trying to twist the history, there is a reason that they do so, because the truth is frightening. The truth is terrifying. The truth that might come out and force people to read about the history. Anybody who opens the book, as we're seeing today when we're raising our voice for Palestine and more people are reading about Palestine, those who yesterday believed the Zionist propaganda, today are opening the books and saying, hang on a second, the books say the complete opposite of what you have been insisting and this awakening is what's forcing the polls to change what's making under 35s in americans now according to the polls become pro-palestinian that makes kamala harris stand with a zionist but her daughter raise money for Palestine. that is causing that shift because allah says is there any better speech is there any better speech than one who calls to allah calls to what is right does good deeds goes out and raise awareness goes out and speaks out that these acts that we did this haven we provided this sanctuary that we provided the fact that the only other city in Europe that is called the Jerusalem of Europe is Sarajevo of Bosnia because when the Muslims ruled Sarajevo they made it a haven for the religions to live side by side when Alia Izzet Begovic the Bosnian president who led Bosnia through a bitter war where the Serbs committed genocide 
where Mladic went into Srebrenica and said, today is the day we take revenge on the Muslims, these Muslims who converted our brethren to Islam. But when Muslims left, when the Ottomans left, they wouldn't give up Islam. They kept saying, la ilallah Muhammad Rasulullah. If that's the case, let's wipe them out with a genocide. Ali Izzet Begovic, who was abandoned when the UN arms embargo was imposed, Russia kept giving weapons to Serbia. You, some of you who celebrate Russia, remember Russia is the one that gave the arms to Serbia to commit the genocide against the Bosnians. When Croatia was receiving arms from Europe, only the Muslims were the ones on which the arms embargo was banned. But at the end of the Bosnian war, Alija Izzet Begovic was asked, what is the greatest symbolism of the war if you had to choose one? And do you know what he said? Ya ibadallah, Alija Izzet Begovic of Bosnia, inspired by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inspired by Salahuddin al-Ayyubi, inspired by Umar ibn Khattab anhu, inspired by Sultan Suleiman, inspired by the Palestinians who took in the Jews after the Holocaust. He said, notice in Bosnia today how many minarets they destroyed. Find me one church or synagogue the Muslims touched. They destroyed the minarets, but Allah wouldn't allow us to touch their synagogues and their churches. They said to Ali Izzet Begovic, well, this European tolerance of yours is magnificent. He said, it's not a European tolerance. European tolerance is Holocaust. European tolerance is genocide. European tolerance is the abuse that you inflicted on the Jews with your anti-Semitism. My tolerance comes from Islam, from the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, who inspired a trend throughout history where we are the haven of the oppressed. We are the ones who stand for justice. We are the ones who provide the environment where those that you persecute can come and find sanctuary. Ibadallah, know your history. Ibadallah, know the magnificence of this deen. And know that when they push the second narrative, which is that these Muslims are hell-bent on revenge against us, tell them we are not Muslims of revenge, we are Muslims of justice. Because when the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam entered Mecca and Hind stood in front of him, Hind who had cut open the body of Hamza anhu, and ate his liver, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not punish her. He forgave her and let her go because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was more interested in the establishment of justice than he was in revenge. When the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stood in the final khutbah in khutbah al-wada'a, he told the tribes, let go of your feuds and your revenge and I will be the first one. I ask my tribe, my relatives, they will be the first to let go of all of their feuds and revenge because this is not a deen of revenge. Revenge. This is a deen of justice. The Zionists want an ethnically cleansed area. We are the Muslims who always upheld coexistence. We have a rich history of it. And that's what we push. We push for justice. The right of return. The right of Palestinians to get their homes back. To get their lands back. We don't believe in an ethnically cleansed area the way the Zionists do. We don't have a history of genocide the way the Zionists do. We don't have a history of extermination the way the Zionists do. We are a people of justice who are only demanding justice while they are demanding oppression, ethnic cleansing, and genocide. Ibadallah. The good and the bad are not equal. If they call for revenge and extermination, we do not call for the same. When they call for genocide and ethnic cleansing, we do not call for the same. For the good and the bad are not equal. Our teacher is the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that is why, ya Ibadallah, we preach justice 
justice. We demand justice irrespective of who it belongs to. We are not a people of revenge. We are a people of justice because Ibn Khaldun said, Al-Adlu Asasul Mulk, justice is the foundation of dominion. Ibadallah, I leave you with this point. The reason that there is so much panic now from the Zionists is because when your da'wah was heard, when it was loud, you shifted public opinion. You affected the polls. Now no one knows what will happen in November. Now no one knows why opinions are changing. No one knows why these youths are coming out becoming pro-Palestinian. They're becoming pro-Palestinian because they're hearing your da'wah. You who thought your voice was insignificant has forced a momentous shift in American politics and across Europe. We saw that the Europeans now are now talking about a ceasefire. The EU foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell is coming out criticizing the giving of arms to Israel. The ICJ, International Court of Justice, has ruled that Israel must now stand trial for genocide. Ibadallah, that was not done because of an army. It was not done because of money. It was not done because of oil that we cut off. It was done because you refused to be quiet and you amplified your voice and you were loud and kalimatu haq, Allah amplified it, the right word and it resonated with the fitra of the global public opinion and that global public opinion has shifted whereby yesterday Israel was presenting itself as a haven for genocide victims today it's being accused of being a haven for genocide perpetrators Ibadallah, that's because of an ummah that refuses to be quiet that's because of an ummah that roared and South Africa heard the roar and South Africa took the case to the ICJ may Allah preserve and protect South Africa and give it all the political and economic prosperity that it needs for the sake of its standing for justice. Ibadallah, the point I am making here is this ummah spoke out and it made the change. And remember, for those of you who believe that your actions are insignificant, let me leave you with the story of Heraclius and Abu Sufyan. Heraclius asked Abu Sufyan a series of questions about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And one of the questions was, who are the people who are delivering this message of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Who are the people supporting him? Who are the people making him so effective? Who are the people delivering him to this power that suddenly frightened you? Although you are the one who has the army, you are the one who has the money, you are the one who has the media. What is it that terrifies you about this man? Who are the people supporting him and giving him this power that is frightening you? Abu Sufyan did not say it's the generals in our army who might defend. He didn't say it's the billionaires who are giving him money to do initiatives. He didn't even say it's the ordinary people. He used a derogatory term. It's Aradiluna, the lowest of our society, the ordinary people in society, the ones who are supposed to not have power, the ones who are supposed to not have means, the ones who are supposed to not be capable of achieving anything. When he told Heraclius that it's the ordinary people supporting the Prophet Muhammad and making the difference, Heraclius says two things. Firstly, he says, this is the way of prophets. And the second thing he says, if it is the case that the ordinary people are moving, that the ordinary people are shouting, that the ordinary people are mobilizing, that the ordinary people are raising awareness, that the ordinary people keep talking, that the ordinary people keep moving. If that is the case, he said, Muhammad will one day come to rule the land on which I stand on today. And this is the Roman Emperor. Ibadallah, there is no such thing as an ordinary Muslim. For how can an extraordinary Lord like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establish a direct communication line with something ordinary? If Allah has established a direct line with you, it's because you're extraordinary. 
Because لقد خلقنا الإنسان في أحسن تقويم. Because Allah سبحانه وتعالى has elevated you by giving you this deen, giving you this blessing, and even to the non-Muslims by giving them a fitra whereby they might be able to hear the حق. Allah has blessed mankind. ولقد كرمنا بني آدم. We have elevated, given dignity to mankind. There's no such thing as an ordinary Muslim, يا عباد الله. There's no such thing as an ordinary human being. There is only a human being who is blessed by Allah سبحانه وتعالى with a direct relationship. And when the servant realizes that he has a direct or she has a direct relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no way you can look at this world with ordinary eyes. You only look at it with extraordinary eyes because you will internalize. That those who do even an atom of good deed, Allah sees it and therefore they will not be stingy with their deeds. If it is a retweet, they will do it. If it is a like, they will do it. If it is a comment, they will do it. If it is a bake sale to raise awareness, they will do it. If it is attending a protest, they will do it. It. If it is calling their representative, they will do it. They will not be stingy in any action because they know that Allah will never let any of these efforts go to waste because the extraordinary Lord has established a direct relationship with an extraordinary people. Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad, ala Habibina Mustafa, this Prophet of ours, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who gave us this extraordinary legacy, who gave us this extraordinary heritage, that if we remember it and if we learn it, if we internalize it, if we spread it, we can remind the world that's been hoodwinked for 75 years that somehow Muslims are anti-Semitic. Tell them, open the book, read the history, and you will find that the ones who are accusing Muslims of anti-Semites are the descendants of the anti-Semites, whereas the Muslims are the descendants of those who gave haven every single time and who continue to give haven because when the Zionists came to Palestine, the reason the Muslims embraced them is because the Muslims said you were persecuted in Europe, Ta'ala, come and stay with us. We will look after you. And they betrayed the trust. Not, not, not the Jews, the Zionists, because the Jews have always been living in Palestine alongside the Muslims. Muhammad Asad, who was a journalist during the 1930s, writes that the Jews and Muslims lived in harmony together until the Zionist Europeans ended up crossing into and pushing this political ideology. Muslims have no vendetta against the Jews. Muslims have a vendetta against the injustice of Zionism. Zionism is not Judaism, and that's why Jews are opposed to Zionism. It's why the Jews are joining the protest. It's why the Jews are raising their voice for Palestine. Ibadallah, know your history and go and spread it. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullahu li wa alkum wa lisa'il al-muslimin fa astaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafuru al-rahim. Alhamdulillah, 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 nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu. ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا من سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له من يضلله فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا مصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم حبيبنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا عباد الله خير الخلق the best example the model example if you want to know how to conduct yourself in this difficult time where we are all raising awareness for Palestine go back to the seer of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Watch how he conducted himself. Watch how he conducted himself in adversity and learn from that. For 
indeed in him is the perfect example and he is the one who revolutionized the whole Arabian Peninsula and meant that Islam would spread even here to New Jersey where subhanallah we would all be talking and giving da'wah in English that's the power of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the way that Islam today remains the fastest growing religion ibadallah do not think the ummah is weak do not look at the ummah as something that the entity that is weak for wallahi if it was weak it wouldn't be the fastest growing religion people are not entering a weak religion they're entering a mighty powerful religion that continues to be resilient despite the trials and tribulations that it struggles with an ummah that came out of colonization and said yeah muhammad congratulations algeria has been returned to you an ummah that went through persecution and held on a bosnian community that all they had to do was give up la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah and the communists would have left them alone they said we'd rather struggle with la ilallah muhammad rasulullah than live in comfort of having abandoned allah and his prophet learn this history embrace this history be like a cup where you have the memories of the ummah being poured into you for wallahi islam has a rich history legacy and ancestry if only you knew so we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rabbana zidna ilma rabbana zidna ilma rabbana zidna ilma allahumma increase us in knowledge allahumma increase us knowledge not just in the deen but in our history in our legacy in our heritage allahumma give us the eloquence to convey that history to convey that legacy to convey that heritage allahumma bless us with the wisdom to be able to respond to these false claims being made for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said yu'til hikmata may yasha wa man utiya hikmatan faqad utiya khayran kathira that those who allah gives wisdom are truly blessed and those who've been given wisdom have been blessed greatly we ask allah to bless us with that with that wisdom ya ibadallah May Allah give victory to our brothers and sisters in Palestine. May Allah give them their justice. May Allah be their support. May Allah be there for them. May Allah bestow his sakinah on their hearts. May Allah give them justice sooner not later. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punish the transgressors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punish those who oppress. May Allah punish the repression. May Allah liberate the lands. May Allah liberate the lands of the Muslims. May Allah liberate the lands of those who are living in dhalal. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bestow his justice on this world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us ambassadors of those justice. to use us as vehicles to deliver that justice allahumma azza al-islam wal muslimin allahumma azza al-islam wal muslimin allahumma azza al-islam wal muslimin allahumma ahdina fi man hadayt wa aafina fi man aafayt wa tawallana fi man tawallayt wa barik lana fi ma a'tayt wa qina wasrif anna sharra ma qadayt allahumma inna nas'aluka al-firdaus wa ma qarraba ilayha min qawl wa amal wa na'udhu bika min al-nar wa ma qarraba ilayha min qawl wa amal ibad allah rahimakum allah inna allah الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله العلي الجليل يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولا ذكر الله تعالى أعلى وأولى وأهم وأتم وأعظم وأكبر أقيم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله استووا واعتدلوا fill the gaps in your lines الله أكبر
الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين الذين يحملون العرش ومن حوله يسبحون بحمد ربهم ويؤمنون به ويستغفرون للذين آمنوا ربنا وسعت كل شيء رحمة وعلما فاغفر للذين تابوا واتبعوا سبيلك وقهم عذاب الجحيم ربنا وأدخلهم جنات عدن التي وعدتهم ومن صلح من آبائهم وأزواجهم وذرياتهم إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم وقهم السيئات ومن تق السيئات يومئذ فقد رحمته وذلك هو الفوز العظيم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وأزلفت الجنة للمتقين غير بعيد هذا ما توعدون لكل أواب حفيظ من خشي الرحمن بالغيب وجاء بقلب منيب ادخلوها بسلام ذلك يوم الخلود لهم ما يشاءون فيها ولدينا مزيد الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده
Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Jazakumullah khair Just two quick announcements One is a logistical one for the program tonight Inshallah if you guys want to arrive at 7 o'clock tonight Sami is here with our brothers from Mass Who are going to be raising some funds For their Mass Youth Project uh, so come here at 7, that's when the program's going to start. Uh, if you're going to not make it tonight and you want to donate, you, they're already loaded into the kiosk under Mass Youth, so you can donate now, inshallah. And tomorrow, there's going to be an emergency rally in Wayne in front of the, the municipal building for what's going on in Rafah. Uh, we're going to drop that in the WhatsApp, the flyer for that, inshallah, um, right after Salah. khair. we'll see you all tonight.